Join Erica Busserhaney, international psychic medium and host of Whispers from the Heart Radio. Listen as she interviews some of the best psychics, mediums, holistic practitioners, authors, speakers, and paranormal experts in the country. Radio for your heart, mind, and spirit. Sundays at 9 p.m. CST at Listen Live at ColdCasePsychic.com. I love that CST. The CST means Central Standard Time. So tonight we're going to talk about magic, a little voodoo, a little hoodoo. Uh, And I have a very special guest that will be joining us. But let's talk about if you're in the magic with witchcraft, faith healing, you've undoubtedly run across voodoo or hoodoo. But what you're not aware of is that there's a difference between the two. The main difference between voodoo and hoodoo is that Hoodoo is actually not a religion. Voodoo has its own rituals, leaders, teachers, representatives, and services, plus two distinct branches, the voodoo of New Orleans and Louisiana and the voodoo of Haiti. While hoodoo, on the other hand, is not a religion, um, it is individual practices, sometimes performed by people like we'd call root doctors or root healers, Um, that have some kind of magical powers. Uh, Our guest tonight is a root doctor. Um, The origin of voodoo arose from Haiti, whereas hoodoo arose in Africa. Both originally were practiced by oppressed slaves and people coming to America. Um, And then this started really in the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries. Um, And so we're going to discuss voodoo and hoodoo tonight with uh, our guest, who is also a member of Second Sight Paranormal, uh, Sal, as we call him, Dr. Sal Godolfo, specializes in spiritual readings, conjure oils, incense, uh, baths, herbs, and all forms of root work. So he is the guy, basically, that when people call me and they're looking for someone to do some work, some spiritual work, He's the guy that I refer them to. Um, I've known Sal for a while, and I trust him. Um, and I know that he doesn't rip people off. He's fair. He's honest. And plus, Sal comes with over 50 years' experience. Um, Sal comes from a long line of family in New Orleans that are conjurers. And we're going to talk to him about that. He is known as the doctor. And so when I say he's the doctor, he knows what he's doing. He's also the owner of Live and Let Live Metaphysical Store. Live and Let Live Metaphysical Store is located at 4622 Softlyfield Road. And we say it's one of the largest, most magical stores in Pensacola. Um, it serves all communities, all spiritual paths. Welcome, Sal, to the show. Hello, how are you, Miss Erica? I just Hello, want Sal. the world to know. Hello, can you hear me? We can hear you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Groovy. How are you, Miss Erica? I'm doing wonderful, Sal. Okay, cool, cool. I just want everybody to know that uh, you're also probably one of the greatest psychics and mediums that I've ever met in my entire career, and I really want you to know that. I love you, Sal, and I I very much appreciate that. So uh, a little bit about Sal. Um, You know, if you want to get some information, we will start a chat, and we'll have the website 
Uh, Sal is on Facebook. Feel free to join him. Uh, the links are in the, the message of the uh, event, and we'll have some links in, in the chat as well for you. The website for his store is Live and Let Live. Uh, I think it's spiritualstore.com. I'll have to double-check that, but we'll get that going. So you can add him on Facebook. You can like him, uh, find him on Google. He's very easy to find. So let's start talking about Sal. Sal, you come from a generation of uh, conjurers. Tell me a little bit about growing up. Um, How was that, and when did you first discover that your family was not like everybody else? (laughs) Yeah. Well, a lot of times, you know, my grandfather or, or my uncles, you know, they would say, we just sell the stuff. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. uh, everybody would always call them the doctor, you know, in the stores, because they had uh, the ability to get items because they practiced voodoo by all means. You know, in New Orleans, you know, in Italy, in uh, Sicily, they have uh, a thing called, you know, the Southern... Uh, Italian witches, which my grandmother was one of them, and they used to do a lot of work there, too, with herbs and a lot of healing work. Some of it was a little bizarre. Like, that was even shown, like, in The Godfather, when the the witch was trying to take the fever out of the kid, you know, with the burn candle on his chest. And then there is, they went to New Orleans. My great-great-grandfather, supposedly, he didn't have enough money to make it to New York on a steamship. So he dropped off in New Orleans. And, uh, okay. and what he did, you know, was a lot of construction, but when he was in New Orleans, uh, he always had his, because uh, New Orleans voodoo, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people call it NOLA voodoo, you know, and basically what that means is New Orleans and Louisiana. But, uh, it's like a blend of, you know, West African, because that's where it really was originated, voodoo. It comes from mm-hmm. Africa. Okay, then voodoo, it's a religion, but there's also nature involved, like in my store. Like you notice, I have a lot of minerals, a lot of sea life, you know. And then, you know, there's the spirits, you know, which I'm so happy like to be part of the Second Sight Paranormal Team because I get to relate with the spirits. Right now, in, in my living room, I have spirits, like, watching over me. It's so groovy, you know. But And then it's a lot about ancestry, you know, going back, especially with, you know, the black Americans, the Africans, you know, then there's the Haitians, which is very, very, very extremely heavy voodoo, Okay. I mean, you see people walking in the street there, you know, uh, like in the days, you know what I mean? You have to be careful not to, because they'll blow something into your face and you'll be like in zombie land. And I used to do oh. a lot of Haitians in, in, in New York, in the Harlem store, the House of Talisman, very famous place. And That's uh, kind of... That's kind of funny that you mentioned that. We're going to talk about that, too, about the stigma of voodoo. Um, because I know even me growing up, you know, we've seen the skeleton key and we've seen all the, the serpent and the rainbow and all these movies that I think kind of ruined the, uh, the whole feeling of voodoo for a lot of Americans and African-Americans specifically because it was so scary. You know, it took 
something that was so innate, I guess, in our culture from, our, from coming from Africa, part of our, our spirit, spirituality, our religion, and it twisted into something evil. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I want to go to the phone lines. Guys, if you want to call in and talk with Sal, it would be a wonderful time to speak with him if you have any questions about what he does as a root doctor and a conjurer, um, feel free to give us a call. The number to call in is 914-205-5698. I'll repeat that one more time. It's 914-205-5698. We're going to take our first caller, caller 0268. Welcome to the show. Hello, welcome. Yeah, happy, happy Sunday. How are you? We're good. How are you Hello, doing? Hello, how are you? Oh, thank you. It's a, it's a privilege and honor speaking with you guys. Thank you. Um, yeah. Do you have a question thank for you. our guest tonight, Dr. Sal? Yes. I would like to ask about my relationship with my boyfriend. I don't okay. know that he's doing any re Are you doing readings tonight, Sal? Uh, no, I don't have my good glasses. I really can't read palms at this distance right now. <laughs> okay, sweetie, I'll uh, take you. What's your first name? Tina. What's your first name? Thank you. Tina. Tina. And this yeah. is this is Erica. So I'll I'll go ahead and answer the question for you. So you have a boyfriend, right? Um are y'all kind of yes. differences in shades of skin? Does that make sense to you? For some reason I see you different. I'm sorry? Yes, our temperaments, yes. Uh, okay, well, that's not exactly what I meant. But it's all good. Okay, so um, <laughs> let me just say this. Um, right now he's in a transition. Um, there is what we call a blast from the past that might be blowing up his phone or texting or he's communicating on, we'll say, social media. Um, I do feel like you put your foot down and nip that in the bud, Okay. And he's just creating some kind of connectivity. He's trying to get rid of the situation. But sometimes people are hard to get rid of because there might be children involved or financial money that's owed is what I'm feeling. Um, and I just feel like give it a little bit of time. Basically, I don't feel that he wants that individual and he should either return back to you or continue the relationship and drop it like it's hot. Okay? Does that help you? <laughs> yes. You, look, you see how I supposed, you see how I'm supposed to get right down to it and don't sugarcoat nothing. How do we reach you outside of the, the reading? This is my first time calling. Thank you. Oh yeah, sure. Um, so Sal, well, it's livingletlivestore.com. Okay, and yes. I'm coldcasepsychic.com. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. You have a great night. Thank you. you okay, you so that. Bye-bye. So back to Sal. You were right on that, uh, Erica. People come to me with that problem all the time in the store about relationship. And, and it hits me. I don't really have to that. think of it half the time. I just say, get rid of that dude and move on. <laughs> well, You're beautiful. Well, well the, with the conjure, too, you know, because like I said in, in, in the intro, People look at me, I'm an African-American woman with, you know, a little exotic look, and I got this French-sounding oh, yeah. last name. People think I'm from New Orleans, and they call me up all the time, and they want spiritual work, or they want to work on their husband or their boyfriend or their girlfriends or their relationships or their money. 
and I send them right to you. So if this girl wanted some help, not not to hurt or anything, but just to help with making the love flow, she can give you a call and you would assist her with that, correct? Oh, yes. She would come in like, when they come in with that problem, you know, there's a multitude of ways that, you know, we work on it. And it's, I have a lot of good, uh, you know, uh, reports of my magic works and I, I get such a kick out of that because it just comes so natural to me, you know. But anyway, I would work with her with candle work, seven day candles, and then after they would burn, they would bring me back the empty glass, I would read the glass or the wax on other candles. I could tell what the outcome could be. Then I would work with oils, like in her case I would definitely give a love potion number one just to use right off the bat. And then maybe I would use something like a fiery wall or uh, or a van van to help neutralize, you know, her boyfriend's relationship with the past. And uh, a lot of times it just comes to me. And these are beautiful women. I mean, they could literally pick their man. And I have to tell them straight up, Look on, look forward, you know? Yeah, there's, and there's sometimes that hurts to hear that as a woman. We don't want to let go of our saying, our little boy toy, but sometimes it's better to let it go. think I better let it go. Just another love, TKO. <clears throat> okay, so um, let's talk about uh, NOLA because you have an actual, you know, a lot of people assume I'm from NOLA. I'm not. You know, you've got this whole say hello to my little friend accent that people don't really get because you're from New York, but you have been all over, you know, as a military man. You have family in New Orleans. And not only do you have family in NOLA, you have a special connection to NOLA. Tell us about that. Okay, back to my great-great-grandfather, <laughs> which he's kind of like talking to me right now a little. And... uh you know, he, he was always proud to say because the Italian people and, and black people always had a, a a mutual bond. I mean, I'm telling you that through life experience, you know, by being hard workers and so on and so forth and having beliefs. But he got involved in, in some of his conjure work probably with my great-great-grandmother and my grandmother, which was, you know, her daughter. She was a very famous witch. Uh, you know, he opened up a conjure shop, and then he became friends, very good friends with uh, Marie Laveau. You know, we're going back, you know, to early 1800s here or something. I mean, I'm a young guy, I understand. But, you know, it goes back. <laughs> and uh, they became a bond, and he was always uh, fond of Vigo. Like, and my cousins to this day, they run the Voodoo Museum on Dumain Street. And the first thing you'll see when you go in there is a portrait of uh, an oil painting of Marie Laveau that my uh, great-great-grandfather did. So she always kind of speaks to me through other people. That's kind of weird, but, you know, Marie Laveau, you know, she was uh, a voodoo priestess. She was also uh, a, a midwife. She was a nurse. She was a herbologist. But most of all, even through, like what I doing, my family always done was be fair, fair, reasonable, keep everything to a minimum, don't try to override something, tell people when it's time to work on yourself, and forget about the past in certain situations, 
you know, a lot of times now, uh, a lot of people, they come to me with second-to-love problems at work. You know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I make a special oil for that. They come back a week later. They use it three times a day. Like, you can't miss out. Regular medicine, you can miss out a day, but not on my potions. you got to use them, and you have to have your and intention. It's all about your intention. And they would come back to me and say, everybody's getting along. You know what I mean? And why do you smell so good? Then they set them here. Okay. The living that Okay. Lady. That is so cool. That is awesome. So if you're working with people that are getting on your last nerves, that might be hard right now during this time of COVID, but, you know, back in the day when you were in the office, um, some of you are still working with people that um, are COVID-free, obviously, but if you're needing something because, you know, with this time being so stressed and people being kind of at edge financially and, you know, there might just be a lot of extraordinary circumstances going on, what Sal is saying is come to the store. He makes a special kind of like office settling, everybody be nice and cool, and, 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 and good vibes type of thing that you can come get. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about, um, <clears throat> as I kind of said before, you know, I like to take the the mystique out of uh, the things that I do. I like to take the mystique out of being a psychic because there's something about being psychic to me that is so innate. And a lot of times people put like a bad vibe on it. They make it. They make it something that's evil. Ask what they've done with voodoo and hoodoo and, and a lot of other things. Um, and I can remember even from a young child hearing stories about my grandmother, my great-great-grandmother. Um, Most being definitely. A medicine woman, that. as we'll say. <laughs> a medicine woman, as I'll that. say. Um, and then my mom having some medicine woman-ish issues as well. I never really truly got into that. I think my gift was more uh, the mediumship and the intuition. But I know it. I won't. I won't deny that it runs in my blood. And so you know, I, I think that you were kind of sent to me in some way to make some understanding of what that was because before you, um, I had met another lady that I respect very much, and she helped me understand, you know, that that it wasn't necessarily my path, but it was not a path to be afraid of. And so you, you kind of reiterated that and made it more of, you know, your personality is so welcoming and, and wonderful and cool, so people are not to be afraid of it. One thing I do want to emphasize that I do like about your store, Live and Let Live, um, there's so much for everybody. You welcome all paths. What makes your store so different in Pensacola? I know it's you. <laughs> it's you, but what do you think makes your store so different? Well, like you, like you said, you know, I just I just want to go back to the voodoo thing a little bit about uh, people are afraid of voodoo because uh, when you do something wrong, a voodooist, you know, that believes in voodoo to them, you always get a payback because uh, we really like to use the word, you know, like the name of the store, Live and Let Live. I, if the whole world would go with that method, this place would be so beautiful, you know what I mean? She could have mm-hmm. ate all the apples she wanted. We would have had this covered. But anyway, uh, as you were saying now, go ahead. And But voodoo is not evil, okay? Somebody had gone to uh, the voodoo museum, I heard, and I heard this somewhere in Alabama, and they made fun of it, and their life was uh, turned upside down. They went back to the voodoo museum, 
and apologized, and their life got back to normal. But voodoo, it's like it's like the blues. You know, when you want to play the blues sometimes, because I am a drummer, you know, you got to get mean. But sometimes when people do wrong to people and a voodoo priestess or a voodoo doctor like myself, we personally get mad, okay? Then we look to do, you know, shut up and binding, you know? We look to stop evil people. So that's where a lot of times people get that impression that voodoo is evil. It's not only, it's not evil, it's good. But don't cross a voodooist or don't cross anybody that comes to see, comes to see me. I'll be quite frank with you, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I honestly can say that, you know, I've never had bad vibes about you. I'm pretty, pretty, uh, I, I guess as that Leo in me, I'm pretty confrontational and I'm pretty much, it is what it is. But, you know, I, I've never really felt bad vibes about you specifically. So, like I said, um, don't be afraid of what you don't know. If you don't understand it, I think the lesson in this is, you can avoid it if you want, but it'd be better to educate yourself and then make a wise decision on what, whether or not it's something that you can deal with. Because, you know, like I like candles. Um, I've been lighting candles since I was a little girl. I mean, I like candles in my bathtub. I mean, you know, intent is everything, and I think that, that has a lot to do with it. So the fact that you're a conjure man or a root worker, um, we kind of have got some ideas of what you do. Um, and, you know, we've grown up, um, this is a quote from Jerry Godolfo, who is a relative of yours, and he, he kind of said about, you know, a lot of people mis, misunderstand hoodoo. Hoodoo is pretty much herbalism. It's, it's, it's a way to kind of like work magic and use herbs and all those things that you mentioned. But the hoodoo doll is actually very much well misunderstood. Most people think the hoodoo doll is to curse or hurt somebody, but intentionally the hoodoo doll was created to heal, and you would stick the pin in to name the victim that you were doing the work. Now, I understand it can be used for other methods, um, but, you know, it's just like sometimes we think of something being so negative, and the intention of this particular doll, hoodoo doll, was basically... Um, not to hurt. Now, the voodoo doll might be a little different. Um, let's talk about Grigri and voodoo dolls. What do, what do okay. root workers do with Grigri's? Okay, uh, real quick, Erica, I apologize, but you asked me a question before about the store in general. Okay, mm -hmm. the minute you walk in the store, you could have had the world coming apart around you. The minute you walk into Live and Let Live, you feel the calmness, the spirit. I've had people get weak at the knees. I've had people be overwhelmed by the, the feeling and the energy. But I do cover all faiths in the store. Uh, may it be Wiccan, Pagan. Uh, I cover uh, the Viking set. I cover the vampire set, the Gothic set. Uh, I cover all, uh, I carry all the Orishas, uh, you know, all the Lewa items, all the Haitian items. And it's hard to get items that, uh, and that I carry. Um, it's hard to get a lot of old school items that we used to get. And I really, I make them to order, like with the Gragra bags or the Mojo bags. You know, like if you go to New Orleans, you know, I'll be quite frank with you. A lot of them brew shops there, uh, they're, they're really tourist-minded. Uh, 
and people sit on airplanes for like 20 hours, you know, to go buy that stuff. So, you know, God bless them. But when you come into my store, I make all those bags, you know, not with a little pamphlet next to it telling you what it does. I do that from the heart. I make it for people personally. So they, they get my intention. Every item in that store goes through me. So it's blessed through me with good intention. But back to the voodoo dolls. I have a, a voodoo priestess from New Orleans. She makes my chicken feet, which is the number one protector. You know, people would have trouble with their neighbor. I would say, buy this chicken foot, hang it from your car wind mirror, let your neighbor see it. Believe me, you will never have trouble with them again. You know, then there's a bunch of items that... But anyway, going back to the COVID-19 thing, people are using now more than ever, and I have like 20 different kinds of smudging materials, plus all the apparatus. People are smudging. People are using sage. People are using it more frequently because it kills bacteria. And uh, that is a big thing, you know, with the... This COVID-19, I do, you know, require all safety precautions are in place because they should be in place. But real quick, COVID-19, whatever it is, bad, cold, phony, whatever you want to call it, it still wants respect. Yeah. And respect is a very important part of, of voodoo. I'm sorry. I um, will tell you another funny thing you can do if you're having problems with your neighbor. Um, and I know this firsthand, take and put you a black cloaked um, outfit on and go outside at about, mm, I'd say, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and start you burning so a whole beautiful. bunch of herbs. And in a, in a, nice. in a, um, a pot that looks like a cauldron. Yes. And I bet you won't yes. have any more problems with your neighbors, especially the ones to the right of me right now, if they're listening. Ah. <laughs> Do that three nights in a row, and I'll tell you, you won't have any problems with those neighbors. I don't even think they look at me anymore. They must think I'm invincible. Okay, and <laughs> back to uh, Dr. Sal. Um, he mentioned Marie Laveau, and I also want to talk about, or just mention, we don't have to talk about another famous root uh, person from New Orleans, Dr. John, sometimes known as Bayou John, and also known as Prince John. Um, he passed his traditions and knowledge down to his um, predecessors, um, but there's a lot of respect in the community for him and Marie and for what they have done for um, their faith. Um, and so, and then the hierarchy. Um, there's a lot of hierarchy in, um, in I guess, the religions too. And I will say, even with Sal, um, because I met uh, Miss Mona Fay um, a long time ago, probably about two years ago at an event. Um, it was such a pleasure to see the community embrace Sal. Um, they they come in the store. They buy product from him. So that that is a sense of respect within itself. So when you look at someone as far as credibility, because, you know, unfortunately there are a lot of people that say they do certain things. You probably, like I've had five people this week contact me because they got somebody offline, you know, some of this little cheap Google page that's put up in two seconds when you buy a domain name, and then they've got a phone number, some kind of, uh, paid, prepaid, you know, what we call the trap phone, and they're calling these people wanting to get their boyfriend back or the husband back, and these people are taking all their money and doing all this stuff, 
and so they're not credible. So when I say to you, the people that are in the know in the community of Pensacola come to Sal's store and purchase out of respect, um, that speaks volumes as far as his character in the community and his, we'll say, magic powers. Um, so uh, any of you ever been scared at zombie movies? And, and you know, I, I think it's the fact that a lot of times we've seen the movies, as I said, the zombies. We didn't want to be a zombie. Um, we've seen, heard about the animal sacrifices and, you know, all the different entities and spirits and, you know, just the feeling of possession. And I think, you know, someone like Sal, again, brings some knowledge. And so I love that his store, um, his motto is free advice. So it would not be difficult for you to call him at 347 497-2858 after this interview because this will air all over the internet and so again if you have any questions um, he's home of free advice Um, He usually can tell you what you need to cleanse your house. He can tell you what you need to help bring some stability in your family. If you're having financial problems like a lot of us are doing right now with this COVID and being out of work, he can assist you with creating, we'll say, abundance and changing the energy of your money flow, maybe creating a, a, like a bag for you. Um, again, you can visit him at liveandletlivestore.com um, or give Sal a call at 347-497-2858. Um, but he's not scary, guys. He, he talks like, you know, an Italian, which I love. But he's probably one of the most phenomenal, down-to-earth kind of groovy guys you're ever going to meet. So um, you mentioned earlier about reasonable prices. Now, I've seen people in town, in Pensacola, charge people, you know, crazy amount of money. What makes it so important for you to be affordable for your customers that call you? Well, the reason that I am affordable, like when people come up to me and they say, how much is this? They'll say, that's all? Yes, that's all, because I really want the people to, you know, practice, and you know, because there's a lot of awakening in the spiritual community, and uh, especially with the younger kids. It's it's so cool when you see, like, a 9-year-old or a 10-year-old come in, you know, with their, their journal, you know, with uh, a potion they want to make, you know, or a rock that they need. Their book of <laughs> you know yeah. that that is so cool, you know. But I I just want to make it affordable for everybody. The prices that I get for the items are close as close as to wholesale as possible. And then there's times that when I feel somebody needs something and they don't have the money for it, I'll give it to them. You know, it's just like I said, live and let live. I even have the tattoo. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen the tattoo. I've seen you do that. I've I've felt that. I've seen people come in and not have it and will bring it back to you later, and then they honor their word, but you definitely take care of them because you you, you feel that they need it. Um, In this time, you know, we've got people marching across the country. There's such an awakeness of ancestry. There's such awakening of history, and I, I think pride in oneself, whether you're Native American, whether you're Black American, African American, whether you're Caucasian, there's just such a sense of 
ancestral pride in all races. But I do see that a lot of African Americans, including myself, are looking back at our ethnic history, our culture, and trying to understand more about our faith system. And I have noticed that a lot of my friends, too, and people that I have met are going back to African religions. Um, Not really to question you about that, but I just wanted to make that mention that there are a lot of people that are definitely going back to some of their ancestral teaching. Um, Have you seen a resurgence? I guess I can ask you, have you seen a resurgence of maybe younger blacks coming in the store kind of wanting to know about um, those type of religions of of their forefathers? Yes, by all means, okay? And I'm going to be quite frank with you. I'm good friends with all people that practice, you know, Lawa and, you know, Haitian or Orisha or Santeria or, you know, and uh, in the community, you know, from my days in the my little spot in the flea market. And uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I'm seeing it. Uh, I befriended a multitude of godmothers and godfathers in, you know, certain African religions of all different faiths. Uh, and uh, it's, it's refreshing to see because I see these people, like the young people, first of all, uh, me personally, I think this whole Black Lives Matter, I think it's a beautiful thing, and it's all about black lives right now, okay? I'm saying this as a realist. And I've always got along with everybody. I could get along with the devil if I had to. I do sometimes have to talk to him once in a while. And remember, if he passes your way, just do the sign of the cross and he'll go away. But, yes, there is an influx of young African-Americans, male and female, going back to their ancestry. And and I look at it as a beautiful thing because I can see the change of their attitude is becoming real and peaceful and just coming to reality and more concerned about the environment and, you know, the future of the young children and, Everybody being equal. I just think it's a beautiful thing, Erica. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the hoodoo beliefs and understand that, you know, Sal is a combination of all this. He has, you know, probably the voodoo, the hoodoo, the Italian. Um, All of that is a combination. So you're pulling from all three pools, not just one, but just to kind of get an understanding of the hoodoo belief systems and practices. Hoodoo practitioners practice a form of African folk magic. Um, It's often uh, placed with some of the Roman Catholic saints and biblical characters such as Moses that aids them to cast these spells. Um, They also use their deities. Um, Hoodoo practitioners also sometimes, especially the ones in New Orleans, can work with the Catholic saints and the African gods. Um, The hoodoo sessions are usually conducted in English, but, you know, I'm sure there are some that speak French and and, and other Spanish and all types of things. And when they kind of talk about the magic that they do, they usually spell magic with the I-C-K. So they would add a K to magic. The practitioners will use such things as roots, herbs, crystals, animal plants. A lot of roots and herbs. Yeah, and sometimes even body fluids, uh, tears, saliva, urine, hair. Um, you know, I've heard stories about watch your hair. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, that's I've also heard stories. <laughs> I've also heard stories of my own 
grandmother burying my grandfather's underwear in under the window of the bed that they slept in and that's another story for another day. <laughs> but I have heard, I mean, I like this is that. my mom's mom. She did that, for real. So cool. I know <laughs> it runs deep in the genes. <laughs> I'm just in such denial. <laughs> um, and some practitioners are... Go ahead, Sal. Okay. You... I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but what you just said, right, that's another form of me, too. Like, you know, I'm... I'm very superstitious, and that's a form of superstition, and I'm a true believer. If something you believe in or something you do or you have a system, you keep doing it because it's going to work. And that's a form. May it be the underwear by the window. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what what she did did was you're supposed to bury the underwear um, outside of the house where the bedpost lays. So it's almost like you're trapping his drawers or his private parts to your bed. And so from what I've been told, my grandmother dug a hole, put a pair of my grandfather's underwear that he had worn with his biological parts there, I guess, and and had buried it um, outside the house by the bed. And there was a window there for some strange reason. I don't know if it has to be a window, but I just know it was where the bed was placed outside, bury something. And he stayed with her cool. till he died, and she died. So I, I guess it must have worked. I might need to do that for my husband. <laughs> Did I just say that on live radio? <laughs> okay, so um, uh, practitioners also use text from the biblical books of Psalms. Um, and some of them, like I've seen them, there is a book of Psalms that they uh, sometimes use. Um, but, you know, it's it's a really like, I mean, I guess you could look at it as depending on the intention. Um, you know, voodoo, hoodoo, it, it's all got some aspects of Methodist, Lutheran, Baptist, Christianity, Protestants. It's got some form of superstition and also religion in it. So I think it just depends on your belief system, you know, being tolerant of all people, all spiritualities. But I also say learn because a lot of times I have found that I have learned little things from each faith to help me um, help clients. And what I don't know, I don't fake. I send them to someone who can help them. And, again, when people call me, again, for things of this nature, for what we would call spiritual work, I don't do that. I talk to dead people. I tell you about your love life, your relationship, your career, but I talk to dead people. Sal is my hoodoo guy. He's my voodoo guy. He's my Italian guy. That's where I send people. Um, so, Sal, are you able to, um, you know, help people with um, things like their career and, um, you know, again, with the money? What would you do if, if I was having problems with money, which I thank God I'm not, but what would you what would you um, tell me to do, or what services would you provide? Well, first of all, you know, I always speak to the person, you know, as a person. And a, a lot of times, just like you do, you know, uh, we, uh, you, like, I didn't say who do, like you do, uh, <laughs> uh, we that would advise you them, you know, so well. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know, realistic things, like, you know, you may have to go bankrupt, uh, you know, legally, or, you know, you may have to budget yourself. Or, But then again, I, I like to enchance their high hopes, uh, again, uh, through candle work. And then sometimes I like to make a gras with certain herbs that it's amazing that I'm able to find. 
uh, you know, to uh, one of my suppliers. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing that he, I know his ancestry, and he's a Jewish guy, you know, and he's so beautiful. But anyway, his ancestry goes way back, you know, and, you know, and again, all, all religions, all sets have different, you know, forms of, you know, uh, superstition or ceremonies. You know, maybe the ancestry coins in your pocket to keep the money flowing. I like to use certain candles to get it. Then I have my money draw, which I've had a lot of people that the money just, you know, starts coming to them in one way or another. You know, or like a couple of thousand they had in an account they didn't know they had or, you know, and the money comes to them. But a lot of times uh, the money situation is that I would advise them, you know, how to get, like, a, a, a lot of uh, women come to me uh, trying to, you know, help to get support from their baby daddy. I tell them, take them to court, you know, or they're in the military. That's the, you know, I also give free advice, yes, free advice. And I don't have to sell them nothing. I'm happy to help people. But yeah, my and money, times... Go ahead. The money, the the money draw, the money, uh, bring the money, get the money, get the job, uh, court cases, those are my specialty. All you have to do is listen to me, and it works. And so these are things, yeah, I want to stress, guys, you know, uh, com. Sal, Dr. Sal, as everyone knows him across the world, basically, um, he's not the guy that, I mean, he has products in the store, you know, the top products, Anna Riva and all those things. But Sal is not that guy. He's a guy who you go in there and you tell him what you need, and he creates the product for you and gives it to you. So, you know, there's a little difference about the personalization of his work, and, and I've seen that. I've seen people come in, they have a problem. Sometimes, you know, they're embarrassed, you know, so they kind of go over to the corner with Sal, and Sal does that with them. You know, go, he'll take them in the back and let them talk so they feel privacy. So, if you, you know, you're that person. Sal has room where he can take you someplace, you know, and talk with you privately, and you can discuss what you need. And I love that he, he makes it for you, creates it. It's personalized. He dresses it for you. Um, he does potions. He does washes. Um, there's just so many things in the store. Um, I think, you know, everybody should at least try or give him a call because, you you know, you might need something, and he would be, I, he would be the person that I would send you to. Um, you know, we're having all this problem with energetic things, and, and like you said, you're a member of Second Sight. You're actually our voodoo specialist for Second Sight Paranormal, our occult specialist, too. And so we basically go into paranormal locations with with hauntings and sometimes evil spirits and things like that. Some So many people call us, um, and, you know, we send them to the store to live and let live where they can go get things. But what would be something you would recommend someone to either come in and buy at the store that was suffering from maybe some bad juju in the house or some bad vibes? What would you tell them to do? One of the first things I'll tell somebody to do is to grab a crystal, a big crystal point that I sell for five dollars. They're like fifteen, twenty dollar pieces, and I'll ask them to, to pick one 
hold one. Okay, right then and there, they should start feeling better. Just having like that, that crystal quartz in your hand or in the room, it, it, it's gonna make you feel better. And then you know, basically, what you want to do is you want to get, you know, your mojo on. And then I would direct them to my mojo oil. Then I would further see what's happening in the house. Is it that too much stress in the house? You know, I have seven kids, six daughters. I know about what stress could be in a house, in a home. Okay, so my personal experience, and not only that, but in their finances and bad times and health or whatever, my personal experience that I always survived, uh, I could help people through that, just through real-life experience. And then I would let them know that it's not the end of the world, and let's get your mojo on. And, you know, and they'll thank me because, they, you know, they'll feel it. And I'll explain to them to make a plan. You know, do what you got to do. Oh, I got a multitude of problems. First of all, they're not problems. They're challenges, Okay. Their challenges, and you overcome them. You know what I mean? One challenge mm-hmm. at a time. And uh, that's, I've had people uh, close to like end of life, you know, mentally and physically, and they come back feeling good, happy, and laughing, jumping, hopping, dancing. Because I do have a lot of old school remedies going back to my grandmother, that I don't even sell the items. And you know one of my specialties with the castor oil, when you heard that, it was like you went back to your ancestry. i never forget that day, Erica. Yeah, I did. I, I totally remember that. And another thing that I like that you do is a lot of times, you know, in that situation it could be something as simple as Palo Santo and Sage. Um, I've seen you sell a lot of those to help people kind of balance out the house or cleanse the space, and you always tell them to go from back to the front of the door, um, and, and you give them information about how to do those types of cleanses. So, again, if, you're, you know, if, if your, your house, your mojo ain't working, you know, your house is feeling all kind of jinxed and kind of, um, <laughs> as we say, that mojo ain't working, uh, then you need to call 347-497-2858 and talk to Dr. Sal. And he can, you know, maybe if you're not even in town, um, you know, I'm sure he can fix you up something, maybe ship it to you for an additional fee. Um, and also, if you're in town in Pensacola, you know, you're welcome to visit the store at 4622 Softly Field Road. Um, I, I know that you're open uh, Tuesdays through Saturdays, basically from um, 11 still to 7-ish, and then on Saturday you're closed a little bit later for the galleries, correct? Uh, yeah. yeah, 11 to 7. Uh, real quick, back on the, the house, do so you ever notice, I recall I have the peacock feathers in the store? I have noticed that. Okay, the peacock feathers, that's an old tradition going back to my great-great-grandfather. People having problems at home, very simple. You take eight peacock feathers. By the way, the peacocks drop them. They're not killed enough to get those feathers, and they make more feathers. Uh, And uh, anyway, you take eight peacock feathers, you put them in a vase, and you leave them in the most lit place in the house. 
you know, even with a lot of herbs and stuff, you want to, that's where you would want to leave them. And your altar should also be in the most lived place in the home, not hidden in a corner, unless you're making a whole room a cathedral. I can understand that. But the eight peacock feathers neutralize any negativity in the household. It's an old, I guarantee it goes way back, and I can see it coming from Africa, by all means. So when you see, you know, this is so interesting, because you see a lot of vintage photos of peacock feathers in houses. You see vintage photos of hippies with peacock feathers in their hair. And all this time, I'm sure most of us were just thinking, oh, they're just being cool and hip. Well, actually, no, those were protective measures um, that many cultures use. Um, And even when you sage, you know, there's oftentimes that a feather will be introduced to help with the sage. So feathers have been used generational, even through uh, Native Americans to Africans, um, probably all across the board, um, Polynesians and whatnot, have used feathers as some part of their ritual of spirituality, and usually it's for cleansing um, or in the practice of, uh, you know, some type of ritual with life or death. So it's just something interesting to remember, something as simple as a feather can change the vibration of the home. Um, Let's see. I want to talk about hex and jinx because, you know, uh, well, well, you know what? Before I go hex and jinx, let's talk about bingo oil and things of that nature. I remembering my grandmother. One of the things that was my guilty pleasure to buy her um, over the years. It was kind of like taboo for me to even buy it, but I bought it for her because she was my grandmother. Um, this bingo oil, this Anareva stuff, this, you know, fast luck, this hot powder, all this voodoo stuff that I used to buy from my grandmother so that she would win blackout. And, yes, she would win blackout um, at the, at the uh, bingo halls. And I would, you know, I would sneak and buy it because, you know, I wasn't supposed to do it, but I would sneak and buy it for Grandma. And she would win her little butt off, but I never got a percentage and I never wanted it. So um, do you also create things like that, um, you know, in your store? If somebody plays bingo or needs some hot slots or something to gamble or some lotto ticket uh, oil, you you do create stuff like that for them? Okay. Uh, I'm going to be quite frank, you know, like being, uh, you know, in the Harlem store, you know, people used to play the numbers all the time. And, you know, the daily illegal numbers back in the day, you see, there's a bunch of movies out there with the number guys. That was always a big thing, you know, in Harlem, the numbers, you know, and it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Our big item we would always sell, yes, we had bingo oils, and my grandmother would tell them to put them on the dab or whatever that is, and uh, I think that's the thing when you hit the numbers at the bingo. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have oils for the racetrack, for gamblers in general, you know, and, you know, get the jinx out, you know, the bad luck from gambling, you know, get the good mojo going on and winning gambling. And Bingo Casino is one of my great oils. And I've, I've had people uh, win with the scratch-offs, especially, you know, because uh, that's like the biggest gambling addiction. And uh, that is definitely one of my specialties is, you know, good luck in general. Everything in my store is good luck. A lady said, Sal says, everything is for good luck. Yes. Everything is for good luck in my store. And But anyway, when you were talking about Hexen, when somebody comes in and tells me a problem, 
or somebody that crossed somebody or and there's a lot of that that happens, then I get that intention, then it's time to hex. And then we do what what the word hex means. Later for the hex. Something else, Erica? See, mm-hmm. the voodoo man gets mad sometimes when he hears these bad stories. And they're going to have to pay. As you were saying... Well, you know- I recently had a lady call me, and this is interesting because, you know, I'm I'm so on the the line of trying to stay where I'm already pushed over, I know, but I keep trying to think I'm over here, but I'm already pushed over. So I had a lady call me, and she's like, she didn't even tell me. She's like, blah, blah, blah. And I said, honey, I hate to tell you this, but I'm the one that ain't supposed to be telling you this, but I'm in your house right now. And there's something under your bed, you know, and this, this, and that. And then she's like, oh, my God, how do you know? I've been thinking the same. And, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I literally see this. I'm in Florida. I don't know where you are, but you need to go and take care of this, 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 and this because someone da, 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 da. And it was, it was reality, like real, real, real. And so when people yes. say to me, I don't believe in that, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I can tell you some stories that will make you believe intent is a powerful thing. And there are people that do things. um, They're very magical. Like I'm powerful seeing dead people. There are people that are powerful in positive and negative. So it does exist, whether you believe in it or not. I just know that it does. And so, you know, like I said with you, I don't, I've never got that, you know, that bad vibe. I've seen you help people. I've seen you help rich people, I've seen you help poor people, I've seen your intent um, in what you do, um, being very true. And, um, you know, even you've given gifts away to children when they come in the store, you know, that's just who you are. And so, you know, I, I just like that about you. And so, let me see, if someone were interested, like, to come in, do you do any kind of mentorships or do you do any kind of teaching or do you just kind of send them to someone if they were interested in the path, want to understudy you or learn more? Where would you send them? Okay, I get a lot of young people that come in and they want to go back to their ancestry, going back to them. And they want to learn about you know, voodoo, okay? And then I would direct them, you know, to certain books to read, you know, to research it a little. But you know, when that person is asking you that question, they already have that power within them. And it's true their intent, through their belief. And the only thing that I always try to get across to people, especially in voodoo, that want to learn about it, very simple. You have to believe in God first. That is the key to voodoo. And then we take it from there. You know, because voodoo is a form of, you know, Christianity. You know, we have our, you know, uh, we set up our chapels, you know, and we'll have a, a voodoo God statue or a Risha statue. And then we'll have, uh, you know, a religious statue. May it be of Mother Mary of Jesus Christ and then we offer herbs and offerings, may they be in rum, cigarettes and cigars, you know, because a lot of my spirits, you know, we're, we're hard drivers, you know, and we like to enjoy life in many different ways. 
and uh, you know we smoke and stuff. So a lot of my spirits loves love tobacco, including me. But but that's besides the point. Well, but, let me uh, tell you a little interesting fun fact about uh, my my first experience reading a couple that were voodoo practitioners, voodoo practitioners. Okay, um, oh, interesting. And. So I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I felt like I was in the serpent in the rainbow. I was seeing white cloth. I was seeing white clothes. I was seeing a whole bunch of body movement, and I saw a chicken, and I saw some other stuff, and I saw tobacco smoke. And then I'm, like, freaking out, like I've been slipped into a movie, and I'm telling them all this stuff. And they're like, no, we're voodoo practitioners. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. You know, I'm freaking out. This this little Christian crazy girl is just freaking out because this is like the nightmare of my dreams. Um, They turned out to be such wonderful people. I'm still friends. One of them has passed, but I'm still friends to this day with them. Um, Just normal people. Their religion just happened to be that, and it allowed me to respect all paths. doesn't have to be my path. But you don't judge people by their their spiritual practice, nor would I want somebody to judge me by the color of my skin. But I will tell you something really strange that happened um, after that day. I was going home, <clears throat> and I went to my car, and I opened the car, and all I could smell was cigar smoke. I don't smoke. I don't, you know, whatever. So I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> who, did I, who did I release? <laughs> so I go home, and I open my garage door. And all I can smell is rum and cigar smoke. I and love I it. said, I opened my garage door, um, got out, you know, opened, well, I was out of the car, um, and I was like, I don't know who you are. Well, actually, I did know who you are. I said, get out. <laughs> With all due respect, get out. And, and they left, but I find that just hilarious. And, you know, it, it was just that, you know, I had tapped into that ancestral energy, and I felt like they I were coming it. after me. Um, but they were very respectful that that wasn't my path, and they were able to let me go. But they were letting me know, hey, I'm here for you if you ever need me. <laughs> and I okay, said, okay, that's peace for out. Sure. <laughs> they're they're so here cool. for that me so if true. I ever need them, and, and I do know that. So, you know, like I said, I, I, I honor many paths. Um, let's talk, we've got a couple more minutes, uh, maybe two, so I want to make sure you are able to talk about the store um, and um, let everybody know why they should come down to Live and Let Live in Pensacola at 4622 Softly Field Road. Well, one of the reasons that you should come to Live and Let Live is because I was drawn there. My spirits literally carried me going to back to what I really do. And I started in the T&W flea market, just something to do on the weekend. And then I started to feel, I was be, I, like, I, I'm not, live and let live is the boss. The spirit of live and let live is pushing me on and made me open up that store. I've been there almost two years now. And thank God, you know, I survived, survived through, uh, you know, the shutdown and all of that, even though I was essential, I would open up a couple hours a week for certain, you know, for anybody that needed something. And uh, Live and Let Live is, it's a spiritual place that I was pushed there spiritually. And I think it's home for you. I think it's definitely home. 
when people come in there and, like I said, they come in, you know, or they could even come in like a tiger. They'll leave like a lamb. You know what I mean? But, you know, the calm people, which is a big thing. People are so over-anxious these days, especially now. A lot of people are on the edge, but we try to calm that. But Live and Let Live is a place where people could come, and they don't have to buy nothing. Just come in and talk to me for a while. And they leave there feeling better. And that's what Live and Let Live is about, to help people in reality. Not about making money. I just want the people to be happy. That's what it's all about. And well, I'm accomplishing that mission. Let me run through quickly some of the readers. Uh, Miss Tony is there. Awen is there. Will is there. Uh, Will Rivera is there. Ember Wolf is there. Mike Elliott Fultz is there. And Merlin is there from time. And Phoenix is there from time to time. And you have a lot of different people, readers that are available that come in. Um, I come in from time to time as well to do things and have in the past. Um, but, you know, truly the store is about Dr. Sal and coming in and getting a reading from him, or also getting some conjure or spiritual work or some root work, as we would call it. Um, but definitely check them out at liveandletlivestore.com. Give Sal a call, again, at 347-497-2858. And a lot of times when people will Google uh, the store and it pops up, they'll look at that number and you might think it's, wait, 850 is Florida. Well, Sal uses his New York number, so he is local. He is always available. Um, if you don't get him, just leave a message. He usually will call you back. Um, but, yes, yeah, Sal is on Facebook as well, um, and also that information is on the website at liveandletlivestore.com. But definitely give him a call. Well, we're coming to the end, Sal, unfortunately. Um, but I do appreciate you coming on because um, you were, I would say, the, the third experience of the voodoo, hoodoo, all of what that entails in my life um, that was pretty much, I guess, important to me. So I wanted to make sure, and plus you're a part of the team. Uh, Richard also said, great show. Thanks for listening, Richard, and all the team that did listen and all the people that are listening out there. So, you know, I wanted to, because you were able to break it down for me and make me feel comfortable, and you know when we first met it was very difficult because I wasn't really, you know, I, I really didn't know you, and getting to know you and appreciating the person that you are, the character that you are, um, you know, helped me. And so I want, one of my things is I want to demystify a lot of the negative connotations about being black as a psychic and a medium and also you know, being different in your religion, whether you're a witch, whether you're Wiccan, whether you're voodoo, whether you're voodoo, whether you're, uh, you know, you practice a different type of faith pattern that's different from mainstream. You know, Buddhism, you know, some of the practices, which isn't a religion, but Buddhism, Hinduism, all these other things that are different I have from most people. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. Real quick, so, I just so want to say something. I want to kind something. of help people understand that. Go ahead, Sal. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to mention, and I apologize to all the, the gifted psychics and mediums that work out of Live and Let Live, you know, as private contractors, that we always have a reader there from the time the store is open to its close, every day, five days a week, Tuesday to Saturday, 11 to 7. So you always can walk in and get relief. Yeah, and that's, that's true because... 
a lot of times, uh, 11 to 7 p.m. daily, um, Tuesday through Saturday, and the, the hours are on the website. But, yeah, a lot of times even for me, um, because I'm home most of the times now because of COVID and other issues, but a lot of times people will call me and they'll want to walk right into an appointment. So I'll send them to Live and Let Live and say, look, you know, you can go in as a walk-in, call the store and see who's there um, because they have different readers at different times. But Sal has, um, you know, most of the readers there, I think all of them I know, so they're really good readers. So, again, you know, definitely call the 347-497-2858. He can tell you who's there, who's going to be there. If you want a specific reader, their bios are on the website. Also, more information about Sal is on there under the psychic readers and spiritual services that they offer on the website. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. And thank you, Sal, for being my guest tonight. Uh, Erica, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for being part of your life in general. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys.